Greeting Earthlings, welcome to Saturday Morning Showdown. If this is your first time joining us, my name's Don. I'm Lee. We're a tag team of pop culture artists from the Philadelphia area who go by the name 8-Bit Fusion, and we grew up in the golden age of the Saturday morning cartoon, so we made this show to sit down with some of our friends and talk about our favorites. This week, we're joined by my good friend, Anthony. Anthony, how you doing today? I'm great, guys. Just like, you know, trying to deal with the corona. I've just been home for like, was it three or four months already? It's been a hot minute. Yeah, we we've been home since the middle of March. I'm I've been just talking about my with my friends like the last time we've been we've been to a bar or been to a live show. Like it I cannot believe how long we've been home and it doesn't seem like it's we're going back to med risk anytime soon. Yeah, it's crazy. In this jawsome week, we're gonna be watching <laughs> one of my favorite shows as a kid, Street Sharks. How about you guys? Did either of you watch this thing? Oh, yes. Uh, I watched it religiously when I was a kid. I actually had a lot of the action figures as, like, you know, I went to, like, Toys R Us or rather uh, KB Toys when it was open, and I actually had the entire set. Oh, yeah. Nice. Yeah, we, um, we've we been going to this uh, flea market in New Jersey at Farpoint Toys, and they, they had the whole set of the Street Sharks. And I, yeah, throwback KB Toys, I definitely remember seeing those action, action fingers in, in the store. But yeah, it's been, I have happy memories of watching this show, but I, I don't think I've seen it in at least 20 plus years. Yeah, I'm thinking it's probably been 20 years for me too. I just remember uh, being really cheesy. I know uh, in the early 90s, uh, there was a lot of shows, or rather, uh, there was a lot of content that had human-like animals. And it was like, I guess the large corporations were like, oh, like, you know, let's bake off TMNT and let's make dogs, but human-sized, and they could talk and interact and do human-like things. It was very weird times, but, like, you know, fun times at the same time. Absolutely. Yeah, I was going to mention a little later. This is this is the first entry in Saturday Morning Showdown of what I would call a low-rent Mutant Ninja Turtles. Um, but yeah, you're absolutely right. In the 90s, there was like 30 shows that were usually exactly four humanoid animals fighting crime. Yeah, I think we're going to be doing a lot of these on this Saturday morning show. There's just, there's just so many of them with so many different random mutant animals. Um, A lot of them I haven't even seen, so um, I'm super excited to check a lot of these out. And on the flip side, this was like my jam. I loved all of these. I, I watched this. I watched Toxic Crusaders. I watched Bucky O'Hare. I watched Biker Mice from Mars. Biker Mice from Mars. Now, that's the classic right there. I had all those figures as well. Yeah. That was a good toy line. I liked Biker Mice from Mars a lot. Yeah, they had so many good toys back in that day. I it, I love going to, like, right, like the, and Anthony, there's a show in Phoenixville called RetroCon that we go to every year, and, and it's just full of people selling all those 90s action figures. And I'm just like, it's like Christmas for me and Don. Like, we just go there and shop for toys because it's just such a good time yeah retrocon's a great show all right well guys why do why don't we uh why don't we put on the show and see what we think yeah i'm down with that sounds like a plan and we're back so we just finished watching the first episode of street sharks shark bait and uh, I got to ask you guys, was it fantastic? 
wow, that was bad. That, 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 that was like a dad joke. <laughs> it was awesome. <laughs> I would give it a C plus. Get it, guys? C because they're sharks. <laughs> oh my god, that was so bad. Yeah, yeah, okay. That is the last pun I have. Honestly, um, coming coming right out of it, I thought it was pretty good. I I kind of dug it. Still. How about you guys? It held out really well. Like it was, it was the whole thing was just fun. I think the pacing of the show was really just kind of like you know there wasn't really a slow moment. I think they wanted to really get you invested in the characters, so they had a lot happening at, at the same time. It was a lot to take in, but at the same time, like I could see where they were coming from. Yeah, totally. Yeah, I mean, a lot of these uh, pilot episodes we've been watching don't really introduce you to the characters or to their origin story. This one, a lot of them drop you right in, but this one gave you the origin story to like explain to you what Street Sharks are, how they were created, uh, what their characters are, and who is who. And just, I think kids back then needed that. Like, we need that. to understand what's going on. And it was just, the whole thing was the theme song is super fun the the animation i just was i was full like there was no part of this where i was like on board like i enjoyed it thoroughly yeah so yeah not not unlike not unlike turtles the this this ended on a cliffhanger the the first three episodes of street sharks are essentially one story okay um so it all sort of feeds in and then after the first three episodes it switches to the normal story of the week format that you're familiar with with these um but yeah like i said teenage mutant turtles did something similar i think they did five episodes Mm -hmm. that ran into each other and then switched to the to the story of the week format um so yeah this 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 definitely established the the street sharks better than i thought it would honestly the one of the interesting facts about street sharks is this franchise started as a toy line. This was pitched to Mattel as a toy line. Oh. And Mattel was the one that took it and made it into a into a TV show. So it was a toy first, then a TV show. Um usually they're kind of congruent like they're they come up with the idea for the for the TV show so they could sell the toys, but these they made the toys oh, first wow. and then made the show to to promote the toys. Um so considering it started as a toy line and then made it into a show the origin story was pretty well thought out like it all it all played pretty good for me and like not hearing that that means that an artist went and created these characters created these toys and then having them come to life in the show it's just like there's just so much detail to each character and to each street shark and like what they're about like we have one that's skateboarding we have a moat one that's on a motorcycle um yeah i mean there was just so much and there's so much details and their faces and their teeth and their bodies like it's just so amazing just the artwork is just amazing yeah it's got that that gnarly 90s punk style art i think like um during that time it seemed like a lot of uh content creators like um they like well more so the large corporations wanted a hit TV show, hit after hit after hit, and there was a lot of hungry artists and creators out there, so they pitched their ideas to these companies, and, like, I'm surprised a lot of shows that were created was, like, zany and, like, you know, off the wall, but somehow it worked. Yeah. Yeah, it was was a great time, and I think 
I mean, it's obviously because of the, the Teenage Mutant Turtles. Like, that's such a weird idea that when all of these other artists started pitching, well, why don't we do, like, biker mice from Mars? Like, people were just buying any random-ass crazy idea because they saw it work with Turtles. And honestly, they saw it work with Street Sharks. Street Sharks ran... They have a hot toy line. It's long. There's so much. They're like, well, like, you know, it's here, so let's just do something with it. So, yeah, I mean, they, they it, it worked for a lot of these shows, so it was just a cool time, I think. I Like I said, that was my that was my generation, so I, I loved all of it. I look back at all of this shit, but you're absolutely right. They were really throwing some weird shit at the wall just to see what stuck, and all of it stuck. It's um to, to step back, you... Lee, you said you liked the theme song? I did. I think I'm going to have to vote this song out for our theme song it, elimination it, it bracket. It's I don't remember if I put it on the list, but if I did, I'm voting against it because I thought it was terrible. Well, I'm still against <laughs> X-Men and definitely George of the Jungle. George of the Jungle is awful. No, I felt this, it was fun. Like, it's no Animaniacs. It's no Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, but it was it was definitely fun and to the point. Like, I, I enjoyed it. Yeah. Yeah, it didn't, it didn't do anything for me. Um, the rest of the music, nothing nothing was like spectacular i mean the bar set really high with like batman the animated yeah, series that's just um, an amazing score and soundtrack it's unfair like, to, no, to you compare can't, you can't compare it to that but i mean um, didn't take away from the show didn't bother me in any way like i it was fine yeah. i think with like a lot of like 90 shows they for some reason like you know you always had a guitar and like a saxophone like you they had like a lot of like jazz rock intro to like a lot of shows you're like i guess it kind of goes but sometimes it doesn't like you know it depends on the theme of the show or like you know how the show has like you know overall feeling but i think a lot of during during that time for some odd reason it was like saxophone 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 i blame bill clinton I think he actually was the sax player in like a lot of these like theme songs to be honest yeah I mean, the Animaniacs theme song literally says, and Bill Clinton plays the sax. Yeah. It's, I think he ruined it for everyone. Yeah. Yeah. Because, to your point, I wanted more screeching guitar solos for my Street Sharks, you know, like heavy metal screeching guitar. Like, that would have played better than the, you know, I don't want to say smooth jazz, but better than the saxophone thing that they had going on. Now, hopping over to animation this was a dic production i'm gonna try so hard to not call it a dick production <laughs> i might but i'm gonna try don't, um, don't go. but but dic production they, they're actually one of the big 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 production houses for uh for cartoons um shows we haven't watched yet but probably are going to would be like inspector gadget this this production house did as well as rainbow bright um yes. shows we did do um, that they were responsible for, and I think that looks identical. Um, they did Captain and the Game Master, and they did the real Ghostbusters. And that, that definitely makes those sense. cityscapes could have been straight out of the real Ghostbusters. I, I one hundred percent agree. I do yeah. agree with that. Um, but as far as as far as it went, it looked really great. I loved the character designs. I loved the the city. It had this like almost trauma films-esque like grungy city um that i was i was super into it it worked really really well for me um yeah i loved the same thing yeah 
Yeah, I was I was thinking like an like an underground like punk punkish kind of city. That's where I would always get the vibes I was getting from it. Yeah, and that's 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 like Troma's thing, and that's what I love about them. And yeah, this had that that vibe of like just and they made some jokes about about pollution and stuff, but like they had the the power plants spewing um like fumes into the air and stuff. It was just like grungy and gross, but kind of awesome at the same time. Yeah, I, it worked really well. I think they used a lot of dark colors, like you know, like there was a lot of bright cartoons, but I felt like the tone of the show was like you know, I think the darkness it was like it's a lighthearted show, but to get the point across of how street sharks are, like as far as like being heartfelt but gritty at the same time, they had to use more so dark colors to get the point across. And it it, it worked well for the characters too because the scenery was dark and gritty, but the characters, other than the, the the shark that was brown and was darker, but like the other sharks are like blue and purple, like they're they're bright colored um characters. So they popped out of the scenery a lot more, which um which I I think worked really well. I was into it. Now as far as the cast goes, most of them most of these people are longtime character actors that have you know, a hundred, two hundred credits to them, but none of them were any characters that I would recognize. Okay. Um. So I didn't. I only wrote down two of the sharks. Um. But I thought the two that I wrote down were were the most interesting. Uh, streaks, the one with the rollerblades. Mm-hmm. Uh, still working to this day, but he's a reoccurring character on Big Mouth named William. Okay. So that's a, it's a good get. And then this character, I do not know them, but I want to ask you, Lee, if you do. Uh, apparently, he played Elijah in Girls. Elijah? Uh, huh. Yeah. In like 20-something episodes. He's a character I'm going to have to rewatch that because I don't remember. And yeah. It has, it's been a couple of years since I watched the Girls. And also, I all the Lena Dunham stuff going on has not really made me happy, so I kind of forgot about girls altogether. Oh, yeah, at least we got uh, what's the name out of it? Adam Driver. Yeah, no, I He's love a hockey Adam Driver. Oh my god! Do either of you watch uh, John yes. Oliver? Have you been keeping up with it? A little, little bit. John Oliver. John Oliver has like a man so crush weird. on him, so and he keeps like time. going into these tirades. It's there. I'll have to find one of the clips and show it to you. But yeah he'll just like randomly start talking about Adam Driver and then start talking about how hot he is right. in the middle of like it anything. Like, and he just like, drops it in and it's hysterical. Police brutality. Oh, Adam Driver's so sexy. <laughs> um, the other the other shark I wrote down was Jab. He was the, the hammerhead. Okay. That's Matt Hill. Matt Hill has come up on this show before. He's Raph in the Mutant Ninja Turtles 3 movie. I don't know why I just put up four fingers the best one three the best one not the best one the first one's obviously the best one but there I we go but i really did enjoy it better than Joey. i agree i agree with that i will concede that point yeah one three two yes yes not but i'm gonna, not, no, no number one is definitely the best one but after out of the two bad ones i would say three is the better one yeah that, that's what i was trying to go for i got you i got you i just like the so bad it's good movies that's what i'm all about yeah that one that one's super super weird um, Guyver, uh, is based off that 90s anime where that's jumped in the air 
and he transformed and screams, Gaiva! <laughs> but, um, yeah, it was so cheesy. It was like the special effects were practical effects. And, like, you know, you, you, you could tell they tried at least, but I think they definitely got the point across. Yeah. Have, when was the last time, Anthony, you saw uh, Turtles 1? Uh, funny you say that. Um, I think probably 2014 there was a uh, festival at the art at the art at the art museum and, we were um, there they were showing um the first tur- turtles film yeah yeah we were there and then right before it was uh right before it was macaulay culkin's band and like there was a lot of people out there and um that was my first time seeing it again in like a very long time and there was a lot of yeah parts, like caught on to like i didn't like the first time i was like oh okay this happened did that happened like you know yeah it's kind of like it was a dark film yeah oh yeah but um but my point was it holds up i think okay. i think the special effects look really good I, I i think the first turtles movie really did hold up the second two i don't think they cared as much but the first one really looks great it still really to this did. day yeah I'm thinking, um, if I um, can remember correctly, um, the first film was very dark, and the second two, because of the first film being so dark, it, it, it like you know, a lot of shareholders and like companies were like, oh, it's too violent. So I think in turn that's what they, that's why they made the two other films more lighthearted. Probably that makes sense. And the like, the Henson company was involved with the puppets, which a lot. Of, even though the Henson like uh, stuff is tend to be lean sort of kids, I mean they they have a lot of dark things, especially with the Muppets and with Dark Crystal and with Labyrinth. Like their their stuff's really dark. Like everyone's like, oh, the Muppets, it's friendly, it's family friendly. No, it's dark. Yeah, no. When you get outside of when you get outside of the Muppets with Jim Henson, it gets pretty dark. That's. That's what I like about him because he's got like a duality to him that I I very much. It's like actual yeah, me too. Characters die. F- you're like, oh no, it's a puppet. Like it has yeah. feelings, but you also feel sorry for it. So like it just died. Yeah, it's wild that he could make me feel things for a puppet, but yeah, yeah, there's stuff. His, I mean, we could talk about Jim Henson all goddamn day, but yeah, I have, I have um, I actually have a Easter egg for you guys. Yeah. I'm not sure if you guys remember this film, but I think it came out either in 1995 or 1997. It was called Warriors of Virtue. It was like Kung Fu Kangaroos. No, but that's that incredible. Awesome. Guys, uh, if you guys have a chance to find it, uh, I'm not sure what streaming platform it was on, but um, mm-hmm. yeah, it's like if um, it was actually a joint production between the Hong Kong studio and also a u.s studio and it was like very like i couldn't tell if they were like animatronic animals doing kung fu or people in suits but it was like very trippy mm-hmm. i think they came hot off the hills of like wow. um mortal Kombat came out i think around that same year or time frame and they was like all right so people like kung fu things and like okay let's make a kung fu film but with kangaroos and we're like no no slow down wait that doesn't make sense that sounds like that would be a fucking delight. Mm-hmm. So to finish out, uh, to finish out Matt Hill, 
Um, like I said, he was Raph from Turtles 3. He was also Kevin in Captain N, the Game Master. Oh, nice. And he is single D Ed in Ed, Ed, Nettie. Oh, nice. So, yeah, he's he's, he's got some around. good stuff yeah. on his on his, uh, on his his credits. Yeah, definitely. We, we're, we did uh, Captain N, but we got to do Ed, Ed, and Eddie as well. So, we'll do a lot of the Matt Hill stuff. I'm actually really, really stoked to do Ed, Ed, and Eddie. That's 20, one of my favorites. 20. It's one of mine as well. Yeah, I like a lot of those early Cartoon Network stuff. Yeah, yeah, Cartoon like those gold. I I would like the golden years of Cartoon Network were like the like the late nineties or early two thousand. Like this, so yeah, totally. So many good shows on there, like Powerpuff Girls. Yeah, so many, so much good stuff. Now it's not, it's not about the TV show that we just watched necessarily, but we also just watched. The greatest toy commercial in in all of history. Oh my god! Vin Diesel just nerding the fuck out over these toys. Is that not the greatest thing you've ever that, seen? I think every that needs to go in the Facebook group, um, and everybody needs to be exposed to Vin Diesel getting excited about toys and street sharks and fighting and with a Ninja Turtle troll. Um, <laughs> It's so good. It's so weird. I need to know more about that puppet too, because that kind of reminds me about of the the Ninja Turtles Pizza Hut uh, puppets back in the day. I like it. I don't know if that was also from Pizza Hut, or if that was just like an action figure line of hand puppets. But oh, there was there was a there was a there was I want to say six, but there was a line of hand puppets. Like all, the, all four Street Sharks have a hand puppet, and then there's two more. Oh my god! Oh so yeah, that's they're uh, they're called hand sharks. Whoa! Yeah, yeah. That's really cool, yeah. Because Pizza Hut had those Ninja, Ninja Turtle, they had Ninja Turtles, and before oh, time, and they nice. had the Land Before Time thing. Like, did, it was just so hand puppets were so cool back in the. Why don't they do that anymore? Like, just they're puppets. Like, they're so cool. Boglins. Boglin. Yeah, they're, those. I mean, I'm I'm sure they're expensive to make because it's a huge mold that you have to fill with latex to to make. So I'm sure that that's probably why they no, don't really make them anymore. Um. Like, no, I was gonna say, like, I remember, like, it's actually still stuck in my brain. Like, I remember them smelling really weird after a while. <laughs> oh, I'm sure. Yeah, yeah. I'm sure they couldn't. After, after you've had your hand in there in, in the summer for a couple hours, I'm sure it didn't smell good. No, it did not. <laughs> now, here's a, here's a fun fact. This show ran 40 episodes. It also has a big toy line. How many toys... Do you think are in the toy line? Considering the show has forty episodes, I think there's more toys in episodes. Oh, like twenty. Twenty is a safe number. The toy line is fifty-two, including the puppets How's and that vehicles. Oh. <laughs> there, there are more toys for Street Sharks than there are Street Sharks episodes. That's amazing. Um, but again, that's not particularly surprising considering this started as a toy line that got the promotional television that, show. Yes, that, that actually does sense. make more sense now that I think about it. Oh, yeah. Yeah, definitely. But I still can't get over how... I don't want to say, like, good. Like, it wasn't great the way, like, Batman the Animated Series was, but it was much, much more thought out of an origin story than I would think like a toy lines commercial would be <laughs> like, mm-hmm. it's, it played out really well. Too. With like a lot of the older shows was like, you know, I think our memory 
is what keeps the shows intact. Like we remember it being so good, and so awesome. And then when you're older, you're like, mm-hmm. oh, it was so cheesy and bad, but it was still good too. Yeah. No, and you know, we've we've watched a few of these shows um that we loved as kids and then watched it now as 30 somethings and and kind of walked away wishing we hadn't. This is not one of them for me. I'm no. I I thoroughly enjoyed this. I think this show still holds up. I'm Definitely. I'm into it. I'm I was I was expecting my memory and nostalgia to be much stronger than the actual content was yeah. but no i think the content I was pretty it, good i think it holds up yeah i'm a pilot so i think that really puts us into that question we usually do ask yeah you- yeah anthony we'll we'll ask you the question we've we've skipped this for the last couple episodes because i think it was obvious but we're gonna put you in the seat of a television executive today and someone pitches this show to you would you buy it do you put this show on in 2020 I'm probably like, what? Are you on drugs? Get out of here! <laughs> um, but in but in all seriousness, um, considering that how shows have been for the past few years, like I'm not going to say like you know shows have been bad, but it's kind of like I think some shows are made for the ages. So it's kind of like you know I think most companies go for what sells or what the kids like, so they'll. Yeah. more so approach those ideas mm-hmm. first. But I just think that um, if they could incorporate mm-hmm. uh, what's happening now, like as far as like, um, if they could incorporate the ideas of current, like how kids like um, what are those scooter things called? Uh, uh, the freaking uh, what they call like the like, like, thing that kids like to roll on and like, you know, and kids have to dab all the time and do little weird things. I think um I think if they had some of that stuff in it and tried to sell it to mm. today's kids then yeah. yeah, I like you know, I would definitely uh I'll make it. I'll get it made. If they could Fortnite it up. Very <laughs> good uh that's a very good uh comparison with it. Yeah. Yeah. Anthony, do you plan to watch the show with your child? Um, it's crazy because uh, my son, he's uh, he sent me to Sonic the Hedgehog. No. Oh, nice. Right on. Yeah, like um. That's awesome. For for a time, like uh, he'll be on YouTube, and he comes across these old SNES or Genesis uh gameplays, and um, there was one he was watching. Uh, mm-hmm. see if you guys remember. Remember, uh, cool spot. It was like the uh, Seven Up m- m- mascot. No, oh, yeah, yeah, he that's... really enjoys that game. Huh? Oh wow, that's really cool. That is a deep pull. Yeah, <laughs> but that's cool. <laughs> like uh, he'll say, "Dad, look at get, look at cool spot," and he'll say, "Game over," and I'm like, "What?" <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's amazing. I'm so glad that he's able to watch all those old old games and old shows. So. Definitely show me Tree Sharks because, oh my god, I'm sure he'll love it. I definitely plan to now. Yeah, while while we're here, um, we didn't... I, I sent you a specific version of this episode to watch for a reason I'll, I'll get into in a second. But I don't know who runs it, but there is a Street Sharks YouTube channel that has every episode of the show on YouTube free. Um, to watch the reason why I sent 
a link that wasn't one of theirs is because they cut the theme song out for reasons that I do not understand. Um, And I I wanted the theme song in there, but all of these episodes are free on YouTube and it's like an official channel um, so that it makes it super easy to watch. It's super accessible. Uh, older shows too. I think the rights holders like don't really redo the license if they don't see it as like a profit. So a lot of people is able to take these older shows and like you know run with them. Yeah, we've been able to find most of these random shows on YouTube without any problems. But this was the first time that I saw what looks like the actual show itself posting the the um posting the links. Um, see, that's pretty cool. Yeah, I have one other. Super random, almost not even related, but very fun little tidbit to go into. If you talk about this show to people, they might they might tell you a bunch of things that never happened in this show. Really? Yeah. About 20 years ago, and then there was an article, I'll, I'll share this in the Facebook group, but about 20 years ago, a writer for Geek.com managed to get access to a website called tvtome.com and it was like an early wikipedia for television shows and it was user edited and you could like put you know you know every episode and whatever facts about the show you wanted to mm-hmm. but you had to apply to be the editor for this show so for like popular shows like Friends or Seinfeld, it was really heavily curated. So all the facts were like perfect and accurate. But for some random ass old show, this dude was able to get the editor rights and just made the whole fucking thing up. <laughs> so the entire history of this show on this old Wikipedia page was completely fictional. Huh. So now there's this weird like Mandela effect almost where people will remember things that this guy wrote about in the show that never actually happened. That's interesting. That's insane. Yeah, if you ask people their favorite character, every once in a while someone will mention Roxy, the female street shark, and she does not exist. <laughs> it's not a thing. Oh but my this God. but this guy, his name's Jordan Minor. Um he currently writes for geek.com and he wrote an article about him doing this. Um but yeah, the, there's this really strange Mandela effect because this guy just made up the history of this show. <laughs> well, guys, thanks for listening. Uh, remember to rate, review, and subscribe us wherever you get your podcasts. Um, again, we are 8BitFusion. Our social media is at 8BitFusion on Instagram and on Facebook. Our website is popculturejunk.com. Um, we don't really have anything going on show-wise. Yeah, it's, it's really hard to pr- plug stuff. Um Fingers crossed um, that because every, uh, uh, Pennsylvania and Philadelphia is moving into the green phase in a couple of weeks, we might be able to start doing shows. I mean, I'm still a little bit worried about things, but but in the meantime, we are participating in, in some virtual markets. Um, we're participating in the Trenton Punk Rock Flea Market. We're doing that virtually. Um, and also we are doing um, the Jersey City Oddities Market. Uh, we're also uh, doing that market virtually and just make sure you're supporting all the uh, different artists that are, are part of these markets um we also have our items in a market on south street called the south street art mart um 
run by two wonderful women named Nicole and Nicole. Um, their shop is closed for the moment. Um, they will not be opening at this time, um, but they have an online store. It is the SouthStreetArtMart.com. Just make sure you're supporting all the local uh, artists in those stores, um, including ourselves. A lot of uh, us are donating to different causes that are helpful at this time. Um, I don't know a lot of them. All, a lot of them are for uh, uh, Black Lives Collective is one of them, uh, black and trans protesters. Um, the Philly Bailout Fund was another one. Um, just There's a lot of different different causes that you can su- support right now. So just make sure that you're supporting your local businesses, um, your local restaurants, your uh, local small businesses, and also any local causes that you can su- support. That this, I, I, We all just really need to help each other out right now and just to, just so we can get through this. Um, thanks for listening to my ramble, and it was great uh, talking to you all tonight. Yep. Thank you, Lee. Thanks for hanging out with us tonight, Anthony. This was awesome. Yes, and again, thanks for having me, guys. I really do appreciate it. No problem. Thank you. And we'll see you guys in a couple weeks. Peace. You're listening to the Geekscape Network.